Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor at Transformation Church, and with me again today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. Hey guys, good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and had a great week, a great Sunday, and yep. we're getting great feedback off this Thought Attack series. What do you think, Justin? About the good feedback? Yeah. What, <laughs> what, do, you, what do you think about Thought no. Attack series and the feedback uh, that follows? No, I like it. I think that... Um, you know, these are the kind of topics that a lot of people deal with. You know, I don't think it's exclusive to people that aren't believers, you know, to deal with right. depression or anxiety and things of, the, of that nature. Um, you know, and we dove into that last week, you know, talking about depression. But right. I think the the nice thing is, is this, this is stuff that people actually deal with. And then we try to give some practical answers or practical steps to help them deal with those things, you know, because ultimately we want people to, you know, be free and uh, of those type of things. And so not just addressing the issue, but, pr- you know, practicality is big life right. application type stuff, you know, of how, you know, what do I do? Um, when I'm dealing with anxiety, you know, this week we talked about, uh, faith, fear and anxiety. Right. And you know, when, when anxiety kicks in you know, what do you do? What do, what do we do? And mm-hmm. obviously disclaimer again, like we did last week, you know, we're not necessarily talking about people that have serious, um, maybe, uh, from a chemical standpoint or, that type of thing, you know, right, right, uh, right. That right. may may do medication that may be in order and things of that nature. Um, we're talking about. <laughs> I hate it. it's a, like for lack of a better word coming to mind right now, like everyday anxiety. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, right. You, know, you, you know what I mean? But um, yeah. I guess I, I think it's like circumstantial, almost. You know, it's yeah. like circumstantial anxiety or or uh, things that uh, you know. Uh, I even shared my story. You know, which is the first, that's the first time I talked about it. Publicly, um, which is uh, since for those, uh, you know, for the, you know, you're a new listener, first time listener, my son, Jabin passed away uh, May 18th of this year and he battled uh, batten disease um, for the last four years of his life. And part of that disease is seizures. And so they had him for the last two years. He was hooked up to like a heart monitor and an oxygen monitor. It was like a portable one that you could take with you or whatever, you know. But whenever he would have a seizure, his heart rate would go through the roof and the monitor would go off, yeah. you know. Um, and, and like that was the first time that I've experienced what I would call panic attacks and anxieties during those times. You know, any anytime something would, ha- would happen with him, I would almost go into this like shutdown mode, which is very much the opposite of my personality. Like I like to, if anything, I'm a micromanager. Like I want my hands on stuff. Like I want to, I want to fix it, you know, and in those situations, you, there's nothing to fix. You can't, you know, you can't do anything. And if there's someone that can do something, it's definitely not me, you know, a doctor, maybe a nurse, but not me. Like, I don't, like yeah. you know, um, and so anyways, just kind of since then, um, there are still certain things, you know, whether it's a dream or whether it is, um, you know, hearing a sound that sounds similar to his heart monitor or whatever, like can still trigger, you know, pretty, uh, heavy anxieties and, and even to a degree panic attacks, like in yeah. my own personal life. So kind of opening up my own personal struggle a little bit, um, 
and kind of dealing with like that's that's more of what we're talking about not so much people that may you know if you're a listener you have like a chemical imbalance or you know you battle against you know your your anxiety has to do with you know more of the you know things going on in your brain or whatever that's you know those i think some of these could could still help but sure. you know, uh, if there's something else that needs to be done, if you need to go see a doctor, if you need medication, if you need those things, do I believe the Lord could, can heal you of anything and every ailment in your body? Um, do I believe that what Christ did on the cross is sufficient enough for that? Absolutely. Um, but for some people, while they wait for that, um, you get the help that you need. If it's medication, if it's need, if you need to talk to someone, if you need to see someone once a week or once a month, what, whatever it is that you need, you know, do what you need to do. This is more circumstantial anxiety, um, which is kind of what I dealt with, and to a small degree, much smaller than uh, in the past, uh, still deal with occasionally. Yeah. So, it's uh, more what we're talking about. Absolutely. So, has that is it is it something that's ever you know, is anxiety, panic attacks, anything ever for you? No, no, never a panic attack. Um, I can't really pinpoint an experience with, with like real anxiety, little things like, because I'm a little o- kind of OCD in certain things, like I, right. I'll, I'll say things like this making me anxious, but right, right, surely right. it's not <laughs> to the degree sure, that, sure. that people are dealing with anxiety. Right, 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 right. Um, so no, I'm the same way in that. So that I have like, it's more, I think you you hit the nail on the head. Like, it's more of like my just obsessive compulsive side of me. Like, you know, like when, it, when I walk in the house and Ashley is halfway through cleaning and for her, if she's halfway through cleaning, that means everything is out and she's about to put it all away where it's supposed to be. The moment where everything's out and I walk in the room, I just like, yeah, I get like jitters in my hands shake. I'm just like, I can't, like, I, I can't deal with, you know, and so I, I get that too, you know. It's just, yeah, I, I call things anxiety that probably aren't like a prime example. Like, when I'm ready to eat, <laughs> like, for example, let's use like Sunday, right? right, right Sunday's right. a long day with, with church, and we, two you know, services, you get there early, two service, all that. Yeah, usually I don't eat breakfast before, and, you know, you're not getting out of there till one, two o'clock sometimes, you know, that type of thing. I haven't had lunch. Like, when I'm ready to eat, and I get, it drives me like if there's a group going to eat and we stand around for 15 minutes, where are we gonna go? What are you like? I'm I'm ready to someone pick I'm something. ready to eat. Like <laughs> that almost makes me anxious. Right. And surely there's somebody listening thinking like that's so lame. Like I really <laughs> do anxiety, and you're talking about restaurant, right. you know. Uh, so I get it. Um, but yeah, things out of if I get out of a, I love change and I like things to to be constantly changing and evolving at least with like work and church right but in my own personal life like my little routines that i do or how i have my house set up or whatever like things being out of whack for that will make me kind of give me a little bit of anxiety that's right. not a big deal really you know? right 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 no i i totally understand and, and it's not like a you know we even we even started off the sermon on sunday breaking down the difference between like fear anxiety and worry for most people, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's almost like that's, you know, those, those like anxiousness type things. It's like, they're not really, there's not really like an element of fear or danger, I think would be a good term. Like there's not an element of danger. It's just uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Uh, or uncomfortable for the people that say it like that. But like there's, you know, there's, there's a, uh, the danger or threat element doesn't exist. It's just uncomfortable. No. So, yeah, like I, I, uh, I can tell if someone's been in my office. 
Right, 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 right. I just know. Right. I would never have put that pin there. I, or, you know, or whatever. The, someone used <laughs> yeah. the stapler, like, off my, like, I just know. Not that I care if someone used it, but it it didn't go back where it was. Right, now, right. it's a half an inch off, right, but it's right, still right. not right. Yeah. You know, that little things like that, it just, that's just weird. But I don't think that that's less anxiety, more like OCD type stuff. You know? Right, exactly. Which, which I think we kind of equate. I don't know that that's technically anxiety i don't know that makes me anxious it just bugs the crap out of me you know and it just is what it is you know? right, so, right 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 no yeah I hear so, you. so no i guess going back to your question is i really really that's you know thank the lord not something i really deal with um i'm mm-hmm. not it, it's one of those things where i thought i think this whole series is good and these topics are good but like for this week yeah doesn't apply to me personally a whole lot right right, right. like i don't I, I'm I'm not a worrier at all. Right, you, um, you and I are the same. In that. I, I'm not a worrier like at all. I, I don't really. Sometimes I'll I could be accused of worry maybe in our work like yeah we need to do this or you know like uh, whatever but I don't even really think of that as worry. Um, I'm just not a worrier. Yeah, fear. Uh, like I'm not scared of anything. Like I right. I'm. Except I'm really not scared of anything, except for loose hair, <laughs> loose random right. strands of hair. Loose hair and clowns. I don't. I don't do clowns. Yeah. But like, I'm not. Uh, you know, fear doesn't grip me. Sure, for, sure. For things. So, uh, thank the Lord. So, like, yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I don't. Surely, we'll have a series one day that fully applies to me. Uh, <laughs> this one wasn't it. Right. Um. But I think it's important because I know that it does apply to people. Sure. And sure. I think it's important for us to be able to talk talk through that it's one of those things where some of these summers are almost like conversations right so right this isn't like a, a fire and brimstone type sermon right, right, right. but we're talking about stuff that real believers and non-believers deal with so the cool thing is like if, you're, if a non-believer was sitting in the room sunday which there was because we had we had I, I know of at least one, you know, person made a decision and uh, right, a salvation. Right. So, um, like praise the Lord that even through a talk about anxiety, someone's getting saved and meeting Jesus, you know? So that's always awesome. Um, sure. So right. whether you're an unbeliever sitting in the room or a believer, it's like to the believer, it's like, man, they're talking about stuff that, that I deal with or my mom deals with or my cousin or my or spouse whoever. or whatever. Right. Um, this is, this is, re- this is real talk. This is real stuff. You know? yeah. And it's like, that's important. And then for the Christians sitting in the room who just like similar to the depression, you know, it has this stigma, this negative stigma in the church that if you're, if you're truly saved or living for the Lord, the way you should be quote unquote should be, quote unquote. um, you know, you won't, you won't struggle with anxiety or your fear or your worry, you know, and then they'll even quote those random, scriptures out of context scriptures you know and, and maybe it's not maybe in the big scheme of things maybe it's not out of, you know the lord didn't give you a spirit of fear you know but a yeah. power to sound you know like maybe that's not out of context but to just throw that at somebody sometimes yes i believe that scripture like i believe the lord didn't give us a spirit of fear and you address that in the sermon right um and i'm sure we'll get to that but it's like maybe in that moment that's not helpful well, I don't even want to say that. It sounds like I'm saying that the scripture is not helpful, and that's not what I'm trying to imply. Yeah. But it, well, sometimes think, we need some yeah. practical things other than just throwing scripture. Because and to the non-believer that's in the room that hears that, they, they don't they don't acknowledge the authority of that scripture anyway. Right, so right, when right. you say the the the, the Bible says this, the, the Lord didn't give me. Like, well, I don't even know the Lord, so sounds, he he may maybe so I got this from somewhere. That sounds know. very irresistible. 
Bethesda. <laughs> okay, got it. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> that's an inside joke about Andy Stanley's book, Irresistible. But um, anyways, <laughs> with that, I agree with you. I think, you know, even the people that are that are dealing with it, you know, I th- there are there oftentimes things are truthful but not helpful. And it's like yeah. you got to know when you got to know when to identify certain truths for people um, because you can speak truth and it not be helpful. Um, oh, man. You know, it's like, yeah. like when, you know, even using, you know, I did a funeral of a friend of mine. I, have, I really wasn't close to him for the past little while, but a couple weeks ago I did a funeral for him and lady walks up to his mom. The young man was 33, I think, or 32, you know, passed away and, and, uh, lady comes up to his mom and she's just like, you know, the Lord just wanted him there instead of here. And it's like, duh, like that's not helpful though. Like it's true. The Lord's plan was to take it like, you know, but it's just like, that's not helpful. Like, and I think there are people that do that with scripture sometimes. It's like, just because it's true doesn't mean it's helpful. Well, I mean, go, go Matt. Like, let's say there's someone out there listening that really struggles with anxiety. And when you say, well, you know, just, just pray more. Like maybe they're a believer and they pray every day. Right. Genuine prayer. Right. Like real prayer. When you say that, what is, what are they, how are they supposed to take that? Like, right. I do pray every day. Then I really mean it. I really talk to the Lord, but you know, are you implying that, like, like what are we implying? Is the person inferring wrong? Let's right. hear it. Or, right. or what's the implication there that it's like, pray more. Like, yes, prayer is huge and maybe they should be praying more, but shouldn't we all pray more? Like, that's just like, a, <laughs> right. we all should pray more. So right. like, that's just not helpful. It's true, but it's, it's true, it's but it's true, not but helpful. It's like, come, like, well, even then I think about, you know, the, especially in the Western church. And if you're a new believer, different listener, you know, when I say the Western church, I'm talking primarily about America because we've consumerized the gospel and oh, church boy. to ourselves, And we've made the church all about us and what God can give us instead of making church all about God and what we can give God. It's Burger King God. Uh, but anyways, all that to say is, you know, it's, it's dominant in the Western church that we see this mentality um, that there is, that every believer should be at a place where they don't have a struggle. It's like we're, we're, we're in this constant pursuit to not have struggles, to not have anxiety, to not have depression. And, and I'm not saying that we should just live with them and be okay with them. What I'm saying is, is the church, capital C church, or the institution of the church in Western culture, which is in America, has this, uh, they, they have bought into and now they preach this lie that at some point when you've prayed the right amount and you've gave the right amount and you've read the right amount, that you finally get to this place where you're completely whole and you're completely healed and there's nothing wrong with you and you have no ailments and you have no sickness and you have no problems, no anxiety, no depression. And it's like that doesn't happen until you get to heaven, one. Two, Paul, who outside of Jesus is probably the best representation of the gospel, continually reference this thorn that he had right here. So, so he referenced this thing that as great of a believer as he was, and as much as he preached the gospel and as much as he heralded it to every people group, and he did amazing things on behalf. And he was a great representative of the gospel, even struggled. And then he was clear that all Christians will struggle. Now they may struggle with something different, but this to, to like buy into this idea that like at mm. some point, at some point when you believe hard enough or you, you're a good enough, quote unquote, air quotes, you're a good enough Christian, all this goes away. All these problems go away and now you're whole. And it's like, show me that in the scripture outside of eternity in heaven. 
So eternity in heaven, yes, we're all new. We have new new bodies, you know, like new spirit bodies, and we're 100% whole, and we're with Christ, and we, you know, we're there forever. I So there, yes, but outside of that, show me where that's at. And nobody can. You know, like mm-hmm. we're all, we all have frailties and problems and issues that we have to work through. And if, if anything, all those are, are a constant reminder of humility so that we come back exactly. to the need of Jesus and grace exactly. in our life, you know? And so, um, and that was kind of our, our whole goal with the thought attack series is not to fix, you know, we even said this Sunday, our goal isn't that we would fix your depression or your anxiety or your doubt or uh, that's not our goal. Our goal isn't that we would fix your problems. Our goal is that we would drive everyone listening and watching to the one who is bigger than their problems, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, so, so if, if, if you lean 50% of your energy on Jesus, but then you fight your anxiety with your own 50%, our goal is that you would become 60% dependent on Jesus and 40% dependent or 70 on Jesus and 30 on yourself. Or like we want to drive you more and more to this idea that Jesus is going to be the one that's going to carry you um, when the anxiety or depression or doubt or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that yeah. you know, kind of kicks in when the mind game starts. So, um, that was where we're at. But we, and we started by describing, you know, kind of breaking down fear, anxiety, and worry. Mm-hmm. So we gave those, the different definitions. And so, Justin, why don't you give us the first one for fear? Fear, the emotion or feeling induced by a perceived and known danger or threat. Right. So the emotion, feeling, right. But the key word there is that it's a known danger or threat. In other words, it is recognized. Like, like you're not a big dog guy. And we've talked about this before. Were you ever like chased by a dog? Like, was that is that the reason you're not a big like pet no. person? You just I had a dog. Yeah, as a kid, it's a backyard I remember dog. Them. I remember. Yeah, you told us. I that. had a dog. Yeah, yeah. So and she was cool. Yeah, was but good, no, I'm not a. It's not. I'm just not a big pet guy. Right. And and the the honest, what I really believe it is, is both my mom and dad are both kind of like clean freaks. Right. And I equate pets with dirty. Fair enough. Like and dandruff, and, dirt, you're yeah, like in dirt, like whatever. and 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 I, plenty of my friends have pets and and like indoor dogs that aren't dirt, like their house isn't dirty, sure. right? You know, but it's one of those things where because like we did have a dog, she never came in the house. So it was like an outside dog. So to me, and I'm allergic to cats, so I have no interest in cats at all. Um, <laughs> Same, I, but um, yeah, I I just kind of equate it with dirty. Okay. And and in my and I can't get that out of my head. Like, gotcha. You know, I have a, I would have a big problem with, like, that's a human couch that I paid with human dollars. And you're gonna take <laughs> your dog body and get on it? Like, I don't want that. You know, not, not that there's anything right. like not. I know, but there are tons of people who like love their dog. Cut like y'all. Like you, you like to chill you know, with your my, dog. My wife yeah. has both of them cuddled up on the couch. Right, right. Yeah, so, 100%. and I've been to your house, and your house isn't dirty, and all that. Like, right. I sat on your couch where the where, right, the, where the dog dogs usually ice. probably sit, and it wasn't like chewed up or wasn't like urine on it or like. Right, I don't know what I think. I don't know in my head what I think. <laughs> Going subliminal. On. Yeah, yeah it's it's subliminal. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's part of it. So it's so funny. Uh, but it, but no, I was never chased by a dog that I can remember that would. And you're going to fear is what you asked right, that right, question. Right, like, fear. You yeah. know, you know the dog's chasing you and you're scared. Right. It, it is so funny. Uh, Volcom, my oldest, 
I have two pit bulls. For those that are listening, don't email us about how bad pit bulls are. I'll throw your email out after I just <laughs> give you a scathing response. Anyways, um, but I have, he's my oldest uh, out of the two, and he has certain places in the living room he likes to sit. And if you're in his spot, he will come over to you and sit down in front of you and just paw at you. Like, get and out. just like, you yeah. need to get out of my seat right now. Like, so it's so, you know, when you were talking about that, reminded me. Yeah. Anyways, yes, you're right. Fear in, is dealing with, like, it's a known danger or threat. If there's a dog chasing you, the yeah, emotion yeah. that you have is fear. You yeah. Know? Oh, and, yeah. And like, whatever, what, and then you fill that in with whatever scenario that you would equate fear to. But fear is the known danger or threat. Like, I, I can see it. I know well, it. It exists. Okay. Know? So, so perfect example of this is like, I don't like heights. Yes. Right. So, I totally get fear in that like regard. Like right. I don't, I don't like heights. Like I'm, I'm scared yeah, I, of this. Yeah, like, I can I, see them hundred feet off the ground, and, and I don't. Yeah, like, like and if I slip, I'm, I'm in trouble. You know, so <laughs> right, I, I get right, that. Right, right. right. So then there's anxiety. So give us the definition of anxiety. So anxiety: the emotion or feeling induced by an unknown outcome of a danger or threat. Correct. So fear is the known danger or threat. Anxiety is the feeling induced by the unknown outcome of that danger or threat. So it's, it's, you know, that there's a threat here, you know, that there's a danger present, but your anxiety is the unknown outcome of what happens with it, which for me, like the anxiety that I have, you know, is, uh, has to do with that, you know? All right. So with an example, re reading this and talking about it, I, I would, I would give the example of like, um, someone going, someone scared to fly in a plane like flying right exactly the anxiety because they're scared because like if something happens we're going to crash right so they it's they're really anxious it's really an anxiety that they're feeling because it's a, it's unknown it's an unknown outcome or danger right and, and and what and what people tend to have the hardest time with when it comes to anxiety is the fact that they're not in control and that's a great example because you're not piloting the plane you're literally present in this yeah, in this thing with wings on it, and someone else is in control of flying it, and then obviously God is in control of everything. We get that, but I'm saying like, <laughs> yeah. so there's a pilot, he's flying. You're merely a passenger, and yeah. the outcome of that's right, you know, is is unknown. So, um, so the anxiety is this it, it is, and essentially, again, the anxiety stems from this idea that I'm not in control, that I can't really, nothing I can do, you know. So as a so. As a believer, oh gosh, right? Like, should you not have anxiety in situations like that? Like, like if the th- like for me, yeah, I surely don't want to go out because of a plane crash. Like, right. that's not how I want to go out. <laughs> However, like Ron White hit something hard. I don't want to limp away from this. <laughs> yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> um, you know, so but but do I have to believe that like the day that I do go is ordained and God's going to choose it. So whether I get on this plane or walk home or whatever, so it's, there's, there's a little bit of freedom. I'm released from the anxiety of that. So I can get in this plane. I guess the hard part is maybe it ain't my time to go, but we still crash. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> like now I'm paralyzed right, right, for the rest that's of my the, life. That's the wrong yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Hit some hard. Yeah, I don't want to live away Exactly. So, but, but, um, no, yeah. I, I, so yeah. essentially, yes. I mean, from my theological perspective, which is, is, my theological perspective that God uh, has ordained every day before I've ever seen one of them um, that, you know, I, I, 
I, I'm constantly addressing this, especially growing up in the evangelical movement and the charismatic churches where um, there's this belief system that God is a janitor going behind Satan with a broom and a dustpan sweeping up the messes he couldn't prevent. Right. So he's like, oh, I got to fix that now. I didn't see that coming. And that's just not the God we serve. So um, I think as 100% sold out, committed, and um, and theologically sound believers, anxiety should not affect us. The however is we are still 100% human. And whether it's our own personal desires, whether it's the things that we love on this earth more than we love eternity, you know, whatever it is that creates the anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, because essentially what you're, you know, if you get on a plane and and you have those emotions, the anxiety of it crashing, you know, if it crashes and, and you're a believer, the only thing that waits for you is eternity. There's nothing wrong with that. What you fear losing is everything that's on this earth. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's obviously the fear of, is it going to hurt? How You know, I mean, like there's all those things that go around it, but essentially like believers don't actually be- fear the after part of death, which is eternity with, with it's, our savior. Like that's a, that's a promotion. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the act of, it's the letting go of all the things that we hold dear to our hearts. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say myself included more so than we should, you know, the things of this world are temporary. This life is temporary yet. We allow the things of this world and the things of this life to become more valuable than they should. Um, but that's just part of being human. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the nature that we have, you know, even Jesus loved his mother and, and his brother, you know, I mean, so it's, it's one of those things where as believers, should we experience anxiety? Not really. Um, but are we 100% human and we still do? Absolutely. So, yeah. um, so, and then that brings us to worry. Worry. So, yeah. The emotion or feeling induced by the possibility of a danger or threat and the outcome that may follow. So the worry is that we worry about possible dangers. So fear and anxiety come from known threats and dangers, but worry is this possibility, like, you know, like natural worriers. Yeah. And the problem with people that are worriers is they confuse possible with probable. Correct. That's a good, that's good. You know, like a lot of things are possible, Sure, but highly, highly, unlikely it's not it's just not probable <laughs> right like, right right you know it it's possible that an asteroid could come through this room right now and and take right, us both right, out right like right, it right. is possible it's possible that ain't probable right you know that's true that's true and, so, I think- so, and that's where worry worriers have them flip like flip they they equate like they think everything's probable like it's gonna it's just worriers get on my nerves I, no I'm offense listeners way, like man. i just yeah. can't handle it um I'm the, I'm the same way. I, I don't do well with worriers. You know, I've got family members that are worriers and, and, um, you know, they, they worry about, they worry about thing. They worry when there's nothing to worry about. Cause there should be something to worry about, you know, is the way I put it. Yeah. It's just like, golly, even if something is probable, you know, even if there's a likelihood that it may have I mean, like asteroid, that's far fetched. Right. It's possible, but it's it is possible. Yeah. But even something that's probable, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can sit here and worry about it all I want to, but at the end of the day, like that's not, I still, it's still no benefit to my worry. Like I'm not going to allow it to consume my mind, you know, like, so I just don't, I don't really, I, 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 I reject the worry. My mom is, 
she rejects worry a lot. She's really good at that. You know, she's just not a warrior. Pastor Dane can tend to be a warrior sometimes. Um, but I mean, like my mom, she, her and I take the exact same approach to everything. It's like, I'll worry about it when it's something to be worried about. Once it happens, I'll respond to it. Right. But I'm not going to sit here and worry about something. I don't know what's going to happen. I ain't worried. Yeah. So, you know, um, so those are kind of the three things that we, we, are kind of working off of, which is fear, anxiety, and worry from this past week. So, uh, Philippians four, six and seven says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer, petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, which means that it, that the peace of God, that it can be at a level so high, you, you have such a peace that it doesn't even make sense for you to have it. That will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And since we're dealing with thought attacks, what do we need to have guarded? Our minds. And so how do we guard our minds with peace that that transcends our understanding? So in other words, when you're having moments of anxiety, it is actually possible and probable <laughs> that God can set an, an immense amount of peace into your heart and your mind, even in moments of anxiety and yeah. fear and worry. Um, you know, and we yeah. put our requests in for, you know, to God and, and, um, we wrote this down in talking about worry. So the opposite of worry is not peace. The opposite of worry is trust. Yeah, and that's, I, that's good. And I, I, uh, I, I saw that somewhere and I don't know where I saw it. So if there's somebody out there listening and it was, all, I saw it on your Instagram or something or your Twitter, I'm sorry. I didn't give you credit. I just didn't know who it was. So, but the opposite of worry is not peace. The opposite of worry is trust. Right. And then Tim Keller says, uh, you know, constantly dropping bombs. Tim Keller says, worry is believing God will not get it right. And bitterness is believing God got it wrong. Mm. And uh, old Keller, old Keller. So, so that brings us to casting our cares. So we're going to cast our cares on Him. The Bible says, First Peter five seven, it says, "Cast all your anxiety." Some translations say cares, right? So, cast your cares or cast your anxiety on Him because He cares for you, right? So then we got into four things that we wanted to look at in casting our cares, right? Four, four ways that we can help deal with the thought process that comes uh, from anxiety, fear, and worry, particularly fear and anxiety. Um, and so let's, uh, let's go through those, Justin. What do you got for the first one? Yeah, the first is the power of fear. The power of fear. And so we were talking, um, what we were talking about is that fear is actually an emotion that God gave us. Now, hold on before you call me a heretic. Well, but Second Timothy 1, 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. You're right. God has given us the emotion of fear. And God has given us the emotion of fear to drive us into safe places when we become fearful. So... For example, um, you know, I used when I was a kid, you know, I was preaching Sunday, I used the, the analogy when I was a kid, I was afraid of the dark. So I would get scared and that fear, I would go run and get my dad and he would come help me calm down. So I wasn't afraid anymore. And that fear drove me to a place of safety and comfort in the arms of my father. And God designed fear in us to do the exact same thing. 
that when we become scared of circumstances or situations that we can't control, it should drive us towards the Lord. It should drive us to a place of uh, relying on God and seeking God out and going to him. It essentially should drive us to the arms of our spiritual father. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, that fear, the emotion of fear is something God gave us so that when we become fearful, it causes us to run back to him. Now the, the, catch to that is what the enemy has done is perverted our fear you know we talked about that sunday is he's perverted our fear so that when we become fearful we become paralyzed so not only do we not run towards god we don't run anywhere we just like we freeze you know um i was thinking of a video i saw on on facebook the other day you know you like every once in a while those circle those videos where like people are just jumping out and scaring people for no reason yeah. And you see how the people just like, some of them just like kind of go into that like freeze, like their uh, body locks it up. Me up. <laughs> but then some of them just punch them in the face. You like, yeah. you jump up. I- all right. Let's go ahead. Wait. Well, <laughs> I know someone that likes to scare people all the time. Yeah. You know her too. Oh. Carrie Turner. Carrie, yeah. With- so did I ever tell you, I told you about the clown story a couple Halloweens ago. Did I ever tell you about that? Mm-mm. Okay. So I'll go ahead and tell it to you now because it's kind of the same thing we're talking about. So. I was getting off work. I was leaving the office. I was running behind and I went home. And so I was going home to change. And then I was going to my parents' house where all, all of our friends and family was there. So they're waiting on me to go trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. Don't send emails about trick-or-treating and Halloween and how it's demonic. I don't care. Don't send it to me. Okay. So <laughs> we were so we were going to, I was going to change and I was going to go meet them. So I run inside, change. You know, the dogs are already over at my parents' house with Ashley. So like, every, you know, everybody's over there. Dogs, everyone. So... I run inside. I change real quick. So I had this big bush right outside of my my uh, front door. It's a big bush. So you had to walk around it to get to the driveway. It's gone now, but that used to be there. And so I'm I'm walking and uh, I I'm running. It's nighttime already. So I come, turn around. I lock the deadbolt on the door. And when I turn around, this dude jumps out and scares me. And he has on a clown mask. Like those creepy clowns. Like the creepy clown The ones mask. that are like, like the on the video. Like the teeth. Yeah, 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 the whole thing. First of all, I don't like clowns already. So I, I'm scared of clowns. Anyways, but so so he jumps out with the clown mask. Complete reaction. I punched him square in the face. <laughs> so I think he deserved it. I totally agree. And so, Do you uh, know who? Did, never, I had never met him before a day in my life. So yeah, he's asking. For, yeah, yeah. And that's what I told him. So he's now like, so now he takes the clown mask off. He's bleeding down. It's like, he, yeah. I, I caught him in the nose. He's bleeding out of his nose. He starts cussing at me. I'm like, bro, you were behind my bush in my front yard and you jumped out and you scared lucky me. You didn't get shot. I, well, you know, this, I'm, this I, is Florida. I, I may be a second amendment <laughs> supporter. So I was, yeah. So I was like, man. And his friends were down by the mailbox, which is like, 20 feet away and they're laughing and he's like mad or whatever and i'm like bro do not i said you'll pick a different house next year bro like for real were they like kids he was like 17 yeah old enough old so enough. you're gonna I learn today i said you're gonna pick a different house next year my dog so uh i hadn't seen him back he ain't tried to scare me since but all that to say it was like reactionary state was just like blah, like you know yeah <laughs> so um but all that to say is like fear should, fear for us should be the thing that drives us towards the Lord. But for, in the most cases, it causes us to be paralyzed or it causes us to lash out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I lashed out and feel like reactionary. I just like 
It's like fight or flight. Yeah. And for most of us, that's what fear does because it's a spirit of fear. We don't allow fear to take its root the way God had designed it to drive us towards safety. We we actually allow fear to be either the thing that paralyzes us <clears throat> or the thing that terrifies us, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, John Bloom says, when terror, talking about fear, when terror grips the human heart, we abandon the faith race. We just want to hide. Nothing stops the legs of fear, or nothing stops the legs of faith like fear, um, mm. which is good. So good. the power of fear, and then we have the power of freedom. Freedom, power of freedom. So uh, what we talked about is in casting our cares on the Lord. One of the things that I, I know you you know you've been in ministry long enough. You know this too. Like how often time? How often do we see people quote unquote air quotes give this to the Lord? But what they really did is kept a string attached to it so they could pick it back up when they wanted to, mm-hmm. you know. And so they they haven't experienced true freedom because they haven't truly given it to the Lord, you know. Um, and you have to genuinely one hundred percent give what you're going through, and, that, and back that's to hard. The Lord. Like that's, oh, yeah, that's hard. Totally. Like, I'm guilty of that. Far easier said than done. Uh, yeah, like I'm I'm guilty of that myself. It's like that's that's tough. Yeah, you know, it's because because. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For all the reasons, you know. Yeah, yeah. For all the reasons, it's like well, there's something sometimes familiar about that kind of stuff, you know, about what whatever the issue is, you know. And, and man, sometimes it's just not as easy as like give it to the Lord. Like it sounds great, and, and I believe that, but right, you know, something that makes me. I'm one of those. It's like okay, how? <laughs> right, you, you right, know, right. Like you, yeah. people can tell you, just give it to the Lord. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Like, how, how do I? How do would that? one do that? Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so, and and obviously, that that's goes back to those true but not helpful sometimes. You right, know? right, right, right. But yeah, so I, I'm I'm guilty of that. Yeah, and there, and the, the, but there is power in that freedom. You have to, you know, and it's one of those things. Even for me, like I had to, I, I for about man, I would say every day for maybe a year straight. Uh, after Jabin got sick, you know, I, I was on this constant, like I said it every day, like, God, I'm giving him back to you. God, I'm giving him back to you. God, I'm giving him, like, I'm giving him to you. I'm giving the sickness to you. Like I'm surrendering to you. Like, you know, um, and even then it still didn't, I, I don't, maybe it made it a little easier, but it did not make it easy. Right. You know, the, the, you know, navigating what we went through and, and all that. So, I mean, there's power in that freedom. But even still, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with with worry and all those things where it's like, you know, um, it's always it, it's it's difficult to not like you go back to anxiety as believers. Should we have it? No, but we're still in this world and the things of this world are still the things that consume our hearts and our minds sometimes. And the things, you know, there's power and freedom. But as a as a human <laughs> that is very hard sometimes to just release mm-hmm. those things we still want to hold on to, you know. And Hebrews twelve one says, "Lay aside every weight and sin." You know, weight too. So, th- so I I I think that it was unique that they distinguished sin, but then also weight. In other words, there are weighty, there are things that are heavy that we carry that are good things, and then there's sin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So lay aside every weight. Which may be a good thing, but it's just a weight that weighs you down, um, or, or, the or maybe not a good thing, but maybe it's not a, a, it's a not, bad. Not a it's, it's not a sin, right? Right, right, right. Um, and so I think that that's it's unique that they distinguish those two things. You know, uh, lay lay aside both of them. 
you know, Tim Keller said, you are underqualified for the job of master and commander of your own life. Mm. So Keller's putting it on it in the sermon. Yeah, he is. So, so there's power and freedom. So, and then number three. Power of faith. The power of faith in believing that God is for us and not against us. Mm-hmm. That when our anxiety hits, that like that we have to recognize there's power in our faith. And I actually spent the least amount of time on this one because it's one of those things like your faith is, if your faith is not in God, then there's no power in it at all. And if your faith is in God, then the resur- resurrecting power of Jesus is what we cling to as our hope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I actually spent far less time on this one, but we put a quote on there. What's that one say there? Justin? The difference between the cut that kills and the cut that heals is determined by who's holding the knife. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So the, the, the analogy that we gave there, you know, if God is a surgeon with a scalpel and the enemy is a robber with a knife, they both have the same power in that moment to hurt you. So the, in, the, the intention of the person holding the knife is what matters, not the fact that they're holding it. Right. Sometimes in your journey with the Lord, you will have to endure pain, but the pain that comes from a surgeon who's trying to help heal you is far different than the pain of someone who's trying to yeah. to kill you, you know? Um, so that's just an important, that's, you know, important thing to understand. We've actually, I've been seeing a few people sharing that lately. Since Sunday, you know, just talking about that phrase in and of itself, you know, that sometimes God, sometimes as a believer, go matter what we said earlier, as a believer, you will still experience hurt, pain, anxiety, what, you know, that's a part of the life that we live because we're still humans. And because Adam messed it up in the garden, him and Eve, just the whole thing. Boy, you know, did they. Boy, did they mess it up. <laughs> so and then number four on this list is the power of fellowship. Fellowship. I hate that word. <laughs> I do. You've been in church long enough. You I hate, hate the word hate fellowship. fellowship. I do. That started with an F, so we had to use I it. I know. I get it. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, the, the, the power of relationships, the power of building relationships and fellowship. Um, you know, uh, James 5.16 says, therefore, confess your sins. Some translations say faults. You know, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have, you know, we find ourselves here, you know, talking about the power of fellowship. And Jackie Hill Perry put this quote. It's actually, she actually tweeted this out. Um, Jackie Hill Perry is something. And Jackie Hill Perry right, fire. She, right, before you read the quote, I listened to her. Uh, she was on a podcast and the title of it was like, God's not calling gay people to be straight or something. I was like, what is this? And I listened to but man, cause I, I didn't know. I guess she sure. was, she was, uh, she's gay or, 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 or was, was, however that works. I guess it depends on how you view all that. You know, right. she doesn't live that lifestyle anymore. She doesn't live the lifestyle, but she still, she still navigates the attraction is yes. the, I think the way she puts it. Yes. Um, powerful, powerful stuff. She's yeah. good. Listen, if you if if you want to hear someone give some extreme clarity and some very helpful uh, tips and navigations on um, dealing with same sex attraction, homosexuality, lesbian, all those like man, Jackie Hill Perry is a great resource. Yeah. Um, and she says uh, she put this quote out talking about fellowship, relationships, and and uh, you know dealing with other people. She says this as someone who doesn't trust easily. 
I've come to know that what I call a trust issue on the surface is a fear issue at the root. I don't trust you because I'm afraid of you. Afraid that you'll bring me pain. But what fear won't say is what if they will give you love? And uh, and I thought that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people's anxiety, a lot of people's anxiety stems from like how they interact with other people and not wanting to be around new people. And, and it's all based out of a root of fear. Kind of what we were talking about, the anxiety, the fear, the worry, what if they don't like me? What if they, what if they don't accept me? What if they don't care about me? What if I don't fit in? You know, what if, what if I'm the odd one out? What if, what if they know the truth about how bad of a person I am, even though every person is bad, you know, like, like they, you know, that's constant. And she's like, but what if, what if they not only accept you, what if they love you? Like, well, how could things be different if you flipped that possibility and that probability mm-hmm. on its head, you know? Exactly. What if the, what no, it, or you take that, like, I think of people in relationships, like you may be a terrible relationship before. So you got all these walls where you're afraid to let anyone close to, yeah, close to you sure. again. It's like, you know, you're afraid that you're afraid that the next person will bring you pain too. But, right, you know, right. but what if it's like the best relationship you've ever had? It's just, it, it, the it'll be so good that the bad one was worth it <laughs> right, you know, right, type right. thing. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff people deal with. Yeah, but. for sure. So then we kind of gave a, uh, we gave a, uh, kind of some next steps on overcoming, uh, our thoughts. And so talking about, you know, as we, as we talk about thought attacks and how we need, we've got to take next steps to, to kind of overcome the thoughts that we navigate. And, uh, I even put these out on Twitter, Yep. So people have been sharing it, which is super cool. And I'm actually going to, I'm pulling up my Twitter right now because I added to what I put on, on Twitter. So I'm, I'm actually going to reshare it for a second, but oh. I'm also going to, I'm going to read it from what we put there. So overcoming our thoughts first is replace, replace the, uh, these are helpful steps to overcoming your thoughts. First, replace, replace the enemy's lies with God's truth. Second, remember. Remember, he hasn't left you before, and he won't start now. Number three is surrender. Surrender to his plan for your life and ask him for more faith. And then lastly, number four is meditate. Meditate on the scriptures and start by praying the Psalms. That's good. So, um, yeah, it's huge. And, and, you know, one of the things, talking about fear and anxiety and worry uh, even navigating some of those things. I was talking to the mom of that, the young man I was referring to earlier who passed. And, um, I was talking to the mom and the dad, actually the whole family. And one thing I was telling them, and I think it's, I think this is applicable to what we're talking about here is, um, I think in everything that you do and everything you go through, you have to find your thank you in your deepest pain and your most significant worry and your anxiety and your fear. I think you have to find your thank you. Like, mm. you know, find, you know, even, you know, uh, even for myself and we've talked about Jabin quite a bit on this podcast. So I don't mind talking about it one more time, but you know, I, I can be mad or sad or, uh, depressed or whatever over him not being here, but I'm, I, I have learned and I have found my thank you because God didn't have to let me experience the joy that I experience from him either. You know what I'm saying? So it's like finding, you got to find your thank you. Like even in the midst of all the things you don't understand and all your hurts and all your pains and your anxieties and your worries and your fears that are all very real things, you still got to find a way to say thank you. You still got to find a way to be grateful 
to, to the Lord, if nothing else for grace and for mercy and for the cross, if nothing else for the reality that the only reason that you can hear the scriptures and understand them, the only way, only, only way that Jesus and his life and his res- resurrection after death is a reality to you is because he's graced you to see it and hear it, um, that the Holy Spirit has brought you to new life. The only reason all these exist is because Jesus chose, because God chose to reveal those things yeah. to you. So um, finding your thank you that even in that, going back to Romans 5, man, while we were sinners, you know, uh-huh. so, um, uh-huh. so those are, those, all those things are just helpful. So I hope that uh, this podcast and the sermon from this week has been helpful to you. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you go uh, either watch it again in our archives or listen to it here on the podcast. Um, yeah. Right here, Faith, Fear, and Anxiety. Justin, tell them where they can find us one more time. They can find us more about our church at transformationchurch.com. And we're on Facebook and Instagram at Transformation Pensacola. All right, guys, look us up, find us. You got any questions, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear your testimony, your story about anxiety, maybe the ways that you're overcoming it. So if you got something, man, feel free to tweet us or send us an email, follow up at transformationchurch.com. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.